Yo, what's happening, everybody? This is Jerome checking in for the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I'm back, man. We're on volume number 178. You know, it is a very, very hot and humid day um, in the Chicagoland area. We're going to get right into this bullshit, though, as usual. <laughs> I don't know why sometimes I be so animated, you know what I'm saying, uh, to where it's just, you know, like I'm just trying to add like a little extra sauce. But really and truly, that's really not the case. I'm going to talk about some things um, that's going to be thought-provoking today. I'm going to talk about an example of a, of a Nipsey Hussle or a Young Dolph or a LeBron James um, or a man that has... A black man that has his own successful fast food restaurant. Or a man that has his own successful box truck chain. What does that mean? What does that mean to us? It means a lot mentally because we are seeing black men succeed in our society. Above everything else, all the drama with the independent woman, all the racism, all of the um, systematic racism, you know, that we have been uh, occurred through, through all of the times that our women has chosen to lessen our population through abortion. Um, the disparities within the food track, within our community. Black boys are being born, or black children are being born unhealthy, but specifically black boys as well. Do some research, y'all. Another thing that's happening right in front of us is that Our black boys aren't being born healthy and overall black children are not being born healthy. But that's a whole nother podcast. In spite of us not having the proper options financially. Wells Fargo. Bank of America. Us being discriminated against in regards to credit unions. Oh, yeah, we going there today. All of the bullshit that's being misrepresented through Experian and TransUnion. A lot of these people are minority black people. Come on, y'all. But see, what we don't understand is, and this is not a race bait scenario. What we don't understand is, is that In spite of all of that, we still have opposition. Right? We still have opposition sometimes from our own people. From our own black people. And when you want to know the reason why? Because most of the time when we see black men being successful, it's through a toxic situation. That That black man has to be a drug dealer. Or he's a reformed um, gangbanger. 
And now he's doing community work, meaning that he's actually not actually getting any money. He's just, you know, one of these black people that's just walking around talking to a lot of people and making a lot of sense. But ain't shit getting done. Sometimes that's how I feel about community workers. They going around talking to a lot of people, but ain't shit getting done behind the talk. But anyway. Or scammers. Damn, they pulling up. Them and they female is. Is really, really killing it. Dolce and Gabbana down. He Gucci down to the floor. They got. They got the Wraith. Hey, if y'all hear in the cars in the back um, ground, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it all the way funky with y'all. I got my windows up. It's hot as hell today. I don't want to run my electric bill up. But feel this, though, right? Because I'm being authentic. Um, but it's a different type of energy, right? When you see Magic Johnson that's been celebrating in Italy for an entire month. They're on yachts. They're eating all this exotic food. Um, I mean, it's really, really effortlessly. Being successful. And we're not projecting this type of this type of. We're not projecting this type of success on our community. What we are suggesting or projecting is. The finesse two times and. And not yo Gotti, but money bag, yo beef. If there really was one. Right. We are projecting the NBA young boy, Lil Dirk beef. But in their own rights, these people are successful because there's rapper. They are rappers and they're entertainers. But look at the message that they're pushing. The only time that success is being mass communicated to our people is if it's a toxic situation. I know I nobody talking about. Chameleonaire. Ain't nobody talking about the backstory of Nas and how he is an angel investor for so many different multi-billion dollar companies, which ultimately has put him into almost the billionaire stratosphere. We would much rather talk about Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce than the actual power dynamic that they have and the amount of money that they're generating per year, not only for themselves, but for the rest of their families. It's very, very interesting. Not only not only that, it is it is. It is definitely, definitely a reason why this is being done. The reason is, is that it lowers the value of our culture. It brings down the value of our mindset. When it comes down to exactly what do we really deserve and our self-worth. 
I'm going to make an example. Right now, within the NBA, James Harden decided to take less money. He lowered his own value. Guess what? He said he did it for the betterment of the team. Now, James Harden is a very smart man, and so am I. But the last time I wrote, uh, um, the last time I checked, James Harden is not a multi-billionaire. And his money goes as his career goes. That team is a multi-billion dollar organization. So as long as they're in the NBA, they're going to constantly make money. Constantly. So so when James Harden said he was going to accept less money, I said to James, what the hell is wrong with you? And why did you let these people trick you as well as the media in saying, you know what? I should deserve less money for the betterment of the team. How about this, James? If the team wants to win, they're going to go out and spend more money to get better players. These people don't love you, James. They love what you could do for their team and the money that they could break rake in on your behalf. I never seen a team that a team I never seen a man that a team loves so much that they kept him on until he was 50 years old, even though he couldn't do anything. Yadonis Haslam probably is the closest thing. And even he adds value as an actual player coach because really and truly, that's exactly what he is. But we ain't going to even talk about that. That's a whole nother show. But that's an example. So what am I talking about? And can we control it? Because I'm sick and tired of pointing the finger. And saying racist things in regards to white people. We know white people are racist. Not as a group, but as but their core fundamental process and their way of thinking toward other people is a racist. It's a racist projection. That's just what it is. I love white people. All of them are bad. But when you really get down to the root cause of it. Of different things, we can see we can turn it over and we can see a racist scenario. Anytime that there is a multicultural scenario going on. Nine times out of ten, the root cause of that multicultural scenario is based upon racism. We could see it every day. So why why did I speak on that? And when it comes down to us actually showing successful black men winning. Because it could build up our confidence and say us as a group of people. Black men, we can win and we can win the right way and not be toxic. Because if we leave it up to our predecessors to get us in their system, because the entire system is based upon what? Judgment. Yeah, that's why we have judges. Not right and wrong. It's based on judgment. So I'm going to make an example. 
They are giving Lamar Jackson. Hell. Because Lamar is trying to get his money. They gave Kyler Murray hell. Because Kyler Murray was trying to get his money. Pat Patrick Mahomes signed a deal that was not noteworthy. But they convinced him that he was not worth his own value. Even though Patrick Mahomes guided the Kansas City Chiefs to their, I, I even think it's their first championship. This one man came in and turned the entire franchise around. And he labels himself as black. And they're still saying that he's not worth it. They are still stating in the media that he is not worth it. But now, since we see Aaron Rodgers came out and got a contract that was bigger than his, um, Josh Allen got a contract that was bigger than his, everybody else got a contract that's bigger than his, now they're saying, oh, wow, oh, we're damn sure happy that we signed Pat Mahomes to this low-ass contract for eight years for almost a half a billion dollars. We sure are happy because guess what? We got ourselves the best, most electrifying quarterback that damn near the NFL has ever seen within the last 15 years. Then we go to Lamar Jackson. They're trying to convince Lamar that he's not worth it. These, these are black people. But when it comes down to other people, oh, man, you know what? Well, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. And you know what? It's always another black person. And sometimes we do this subconsciously that will automatically agree. It's not that we're going to, against these people. We're just telling the truth. But when it comes down to our own kind, there are certain things that they pick at because it's not up to their standard, but we're getting the job done anyway in spite of the bullshit that they pull. Think about it. Think about your own day to day job and see and, and watch some people on how they judge you. And you'll start to see, you know what? Low key, these people are being really, really aggressive over bullshit. You trying to turn a mountain into a molehill. Stop. I find myself doing this all the time. And you know what? I'm going to let you know something here. Watch when you're having conversations with people. And this is a real, real key scenario. When they're saying that I'm trying to understand. That's not how you're communicating. That's what they're trying to do to throw you off. Asking you the same question over and over again. So are you telling me? Hold on. You know what? We just you just asked me this question three times. So what about what I'm saying that you don't understand? Let's start there, because if if you don't understand what I'm saying, then maybe you don't understand English. Or what is it? And then that's when they're going to try to get angry and upset, because then they figure that you have became what frustrated and now they triggered your aggression. But if you ask them the same question. 
It never goes anywhere. There were several anonymous comments from decent from defensive coordinators around the league. And it could have been Todd Bowles. Could have been. It could have been Raheem Morris. Could have been. Could have been Leslie Frazier. Could have been. Let's see who else. Mike Tomlin is a head coach. So right now, within the NFL, we have just named almost 100% of the defensive personnel that's in the league. So nine times out of ten, this came from someone that was non-black. They were just having the conversations, and they were specifically tearing down black quarterbacks. For no apparent reason. I'm going to go there today. I decided I'm going to go there. The Deshaun Watson case, it has been settled. No charges were filed. The man set out a year. While he was renegotiating or looking for a different team, they agreed to pay this man for five years for $250, for $250 million. So guess what? Deshaun knew his value. But he was going through a difficult time because of a situation. I'm not going to even say those two words together. I understand that there's an algorithm, but we all know that he was going what he was going through. He settled out. His cases for the ones that were going to court years later after the incident happened or a legend incident happened. They stated that there was simply just not enough evidence on the accuser side and the evidence that Deshaun found in the discovery that they got from Deshaun and his group of people as far as surveillance. This is not something I'm saying, right? This is this is these are the facts. They decided if anybody know anything about the state of Texas, you want to get in trouble anywhere else, but you don't want to get in trouble in Texas. Especially if you're black. I mean, this is the damn state that gave a man, uh, I think, 78 years for stealing a rack of real. Oh, yeah. The man was a habitual criminal, but they gave him 78 years for stealing some ribs, y'all. Acts around. The state of Texas is nothing to play with, especially if you're black. So with the type of case that Deshaun Watson had within the state of Texas, 
and he was tried in three separate courts. And they said they did not have enough evidence to bring this even to trial. That says a lot. Again, this is not my opinion. I didn't want to speak on this because I didn't want to speak on this based upon feeling nor emotion. I wanted to speak on this strictly in regards to fact. And this is what they said, not what I said. Okay. So now Deshaun pays these people. The attorney fees and everything. I think to the tone of $80 million. Something like that. That's not what I'm sure about. Don't quote me on that. Allegedly $80 million. I'm not sure. So now Deshaun gets. Now he has to go before the NFL. They. Hire an appointed. Federal or prompt. Prior federal court judge. She then looks at the information. She makes her own. Ideas about she stated that she interviewed for the women and this and this and this. I think this was after the settlement, right? I'm just letting you know what's going on here. And, you know, she, she said what she said in regards to the things that she feel that there was a. A pose. Of different situations, the answer was yes. OK. Right. She also looked at the information that the NFL had for Deshaun. Watson. If I said Jackson earlier, please forgive me. Deshaun Watson. And concluded that this man needed to be suspended for six games. Six games, according to the rules that the NFL has in their own rule book. Six games. And I know some of y'all gonna be like, you know what, Jerome? So why do, why why are you mentioning racism? Because here's why. See, after we get through going through all of that, we done went through everything with this man. Everything. The judicial system. I mean, he followed every everything. He even paid these people. Everything. But now, I mean, name been dragged through the mud. Hey, nobody said, well, hey man, you know what? Uh, according to the law, they said you are what? Innocent. According to the law, even when the law says it. Well, you know, you can still if the court says it, you can still be innocent. But, you know, da, 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 da. No, man, the court said he's innocent. That's what the court said. You don't got to like it, but that's what the court said. So now we're going to be coming back all through this. I'm not going to even talk about. Um, evidence. I had mentioned that. I'm not even going to go through all of that. I'm not even going to talk about um who these people were and what they were doing, whether they were professional models or anything about the text mess. I'm not going to go through all of that. I'm not no attorney here. That's not my job. 
But what I am going to do is say when they really, really got finished. Now they want to suspend this man indefinitely. For what? The man had already set out. He already set out a whole year. He didn't already lost some money. So now moving forward from every year that this man has to play. He has to come back and see the NFL. And who's behind this? A white man is behind this. They're rewriting the rules, ladies and gentlemen. Right in front of our face. And this is the reason why we need to see successful black men. Not in compromising and toxic situations like the YSL game. Yeah, Young Thug is in a very, very toxic situation. He's successful. Or like Casanova that's locked up. Or like Nipsey Hussle, the guy who was on his way to stardom. And then he gets killed by another black man. And the long list of rappers, drug dealers, that are out here that could really be CEOs of companies. But they're in toxic situations because they're experiencing success on another level and then either end up getting killed by the police or end up getting killed by a rival or end up being in jail for the longest time. This is the reason why, regardless of the fact of what's going on, we have to support Michael Jordan no matter what. Because he's an example of a successful black man. I don't understand the reason why people always go against Michael, black people buying Michael Jordan's shoes. But yet and still, goddammit, you got so many damn pieces of Louis, Chanel, Dolce Gabbana and shit like that on. And it costs way more than Mike's. Way more. And, and, and we do this subconsciously without even thinking about it, because guess what? We're not used to seeing successful people with money and how they operate. Does that make sense? We're looking at a billionaire. And Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. In the flesh and how they operate with their families. What do they do on a day-to-day -day basis? How do they respond to criticism? When Magic Johnson felt like he wasn't being treated fairly, he was like, hold up, bitch. I'm a billionaire. And guess what? The reason why you in this position as a Laker owner is because of me. I help you run your brothers and them off when they was running the franchise into the ground. We've seen two championships since then. One for every decade. 
Almost three. Yeah. So I'm not going to let anybody mistreat me. We seen the scenario when when Michael Jordan was stating, hold up. I dare y'all talk about me and what I do for our community. I hired the most black vendors ever in NBA history. They work for the Charlotte Hornets. Because I'm the man that's in charge. I'm talking to a good friend of mine, Chuck. He's employing black people. I'm sitting over there and I'm so amazed. Because I've employed black people before. I just don't have the billions. I don't have the millions. I've done it. I've had businesses. I paid people out of my pocket. That's a real responsibility. Not only are you dependent upon them to do the work, they're dependent upon you to get paid. And also you're dependent on yourself to do what? Make a profit. So when it comes down to Lamar Jackson's image and there and how they're trying to degrade his his play. Because truthfully, the truth of the matter is, is that this man is successful. He's humble. He's a professional. He's knowledgeable. And the only thing that they could do to attack him. Is try to paint an image of what he does on the football field. And that's win. You may not like his game, you may not respect it, but that is win. Patrick Mahomes has won. Magic Johnson has won. The guy that's making his first million in that truck has won. That's what I'm saying. I'm not race baiting here. This is not this is not something that I'm just saying, oh, you know, what? I hate white. That's not what it's about. We need to see it, not white people. We as black people need to see it. I'm just letting you know of some of the dangers that goes along with it. Because, you know, what? there is this idea about, oh, you could only become so successful. You want to know why? Because they give us this idea that. There can only be one king of the mountain. Right? Yeah. And that is lonely at the top. Yeah. Well, what about the middle? What about right before the top? What if I don't even really want to be on top to be successful? What if I don't want the hundred million? See, right now in our community, the, 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 the idea of success is so toxic that either you could be on the bottom or the top. 
It ain't no middle ground. Either you is or you ain't. Nah, bro. The real battle is maintaining what you got. See, because you want to know what? It ain't that when people make it to the top, the other person push them off. It's that she is sometimes when you climbing that mountain, it gets so cold that you got to let everything that you didn't work for go because it's weighing on you so heavy. And you don't got the strength to move forward. So that family member that you that you was helping. Oh, man, get off my back. I can't I can't move no more without you. Your church. Your high school. Your foundation. And then you get up there and you look around and was like. Damn, man, the shit that I really value. It's down there somewhere. I don't like it up here. These people are weird. There's really nowhere to go. The adventure was making it to the top. That's when I had the most fun. That's when I was fully enjoying it. That's when me and, me and my family was motive was elevating. Now I got to the top. I don't got my family. I don't got nobody. And now I'm upset. I'm depressed. Because guess what? I thought it would be different. This is why it is so important for us to see our own people succeeding because it could teach us something about life. See, because let me let you know something, because I know some of y'all are going to be saying, you know, well, you a hypocrite because you was just saying uh, about people settling and. Just then, you know what? How about money is not the top of the plateau? How about having a peace of mind is? How about having a solid foundation of relationship with God is? How about having your family and your loved ones in the best shape possible and you're mentally, spiritually, and physically healthy? That's at the top of the mountain. Now we talking. Huh? How about seeing your kids happy? How about waking up in the morning and you looking the woman that you're that you're looking at and saying, you know what, hey look. Thank God. That you're in my life. I value, love, and respect you. And she'd be like, oh, baby, for real? And you just look at it and smile. Hell no, nah, get your ass in there and make us some breakfast shit. You know what I'm saying? Kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? On some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, low-key, like, little start a little argument. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, though. You know, just some fun shit. Having somebody in your life that you're able to love and you know that's going to love you regardless of the fact if the money was there or if the money was gone. We've seen it all. I'm talking about being uplifted today. I'm talking about young Dolph the way that he loved his wife. And his children, the father that he was. 
the morals that he stood upon. Being a man in his own community and living by what he taught. See, and this is the toxic scenario around it. Unfortunately, R.I.P. Young Dolph, this man lost his life to some hating ass, conniving ass black men who don't understand structure. And who've never seen success without the toxic lining of having to take something from another man. Black man at that. On not how to try to run game. And everything and everything about you represents something that's pulling away from something. You add no value at all. Except you being conniving. Except when it's time to go shoot. Or when it's time to go steal. Or when it's time to go try to stomp somebody out. That's all you have. Rise up black men. Increase your mental state. Increase our mental state. Because as you could see. When it comes down to color and when it comes down to race, we're being dominated. We're being controlled. We're being treated unfairly. Because our mind isn't ready. This is the reason why we need to see things pure. I was talking to my cousin this morning. He was telling me that he needs to give back. I let him know. Why? Why can't you give back? He said, I'm not ready. I said, well, that's not the cousin I know. He was like, well, maybe it's going to be five years from now. Now, because you need to start doing this now. Well, I don't know how to do it. Well, you know what? I can show you. I'm giving them game. My cousin showed me a whole lot. As a man, at one point in time, I was broken. I didn't know where to go. I got to give I got to give a shout out to him. He know who I'm talking to. I don't got to say his name. It was two of them. But one of them all man. And he didn't and he didn't tell me a whole lot. I just sat down and watched him. And I'm looking at what I'm doing. I'm looking at what he's doing. I got to change. Morally, if we increase our compass from a mental standpoint, then our outcomes will become better. But if we're still stuck in the same. I'm trying to think of the word mindset. Then what are we doing? What are we doing? Man, I'd like to salute everybody that's out there been rocking to the channel, man. 
Um, big salute out to everybody that's out here in Rockford, Illinois, getting it down. Uh, man, big salute to everybody that's out in Elgin, Illinois, everybody out there in Portland, Oregon. Everybody in Bastrop, Louisiana, man, the surrounding areas. Oak Ridge, what up, baby? Yeah. Farmerville, Monroe, Shreveport, what's happening? Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. University Park, what's happening? Yeah, man, I done been around, man. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. New Orleans. Crossed Arkansas. Where you at? Yeah, Freeport, Arkansas. Wynn, Arkansas. Yeah. These are, you know, these are these are my core listeners right here, baby. I'll never forget y'all. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Today on the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I know I was a little bit all over the place. Hell, I might even change the title. And just call it Black Success is Usually Toxic. Y'all have a great day.